I got love for you, man. You know what I'm saying? What are we talking about? You know, I'm not here to start any trouble. I'm only going to say nice things about you from now on. I think you're handsome, and I think you're a wonderful host. I'm fat and I'm overweight. Just don't say anything silly. I was waiting for you to say that. I'm not laughing about it. You think this is funny? I take this serious. You know, I don't want y'all to take anything that, out of context that I'm saying. He's very funny. He likes to joke around a lot. As a personality and as an entertainer, yes. This is going to be really quick. I'm not taking any questions. Go ahead and get comfortable. I'm going to talk for a little bit. You're listening to Cabby Presents, the podcast. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome, 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 welcome back to the Cabby Presents podcast. I'm your annoying but lovable host. Annoying. Cabby Richards, thank you for checking in. And if you're new to these conversations, you'll hear a mix of pop culture, sports, and tomfoolery. A big shout out to Mr. Sims from high school who introduced me to that term when describing my antics in the hallway. Like we used to play this game where we'd rip each other's jeans. We'd start with the back pockets and then the front pockets. And then all of a sudden we would be half naked running through the halls of Galt Collegiate. True story. This episode is no different. We'll touch on movies, heavily into music, Steph Curry, and the bro code. So enjoy while you work out, or you run errands, or head to work. Uh, if you don't mind, hit me with a comment or a subscription on iTunes under Cabby Presents. I'd appreciate it. And now, a super producer whose credits are building like the career of Kawhi Leonard or Russell Wilson joins me on the phone right now. If it's going to be uh, an interview, I'm going to conduct it. So I'll answer my own questions, ask myself the questions, then give y'all the answers. I can't remember the last time we shook hands, but I think it was recent. It, I, it could have been here in Toronto during the NBA All-Star Weekend, but it may, be, may have been at OVO Fest in August, also in Toronto. Anytime I see Boy Wonder, he's always super chill. Never makes a scene. He's laying in the cut and he's observing. Yep. And I actually think that he's making music in his head while watching donkeys like me try to talk to girls. He's <laughs> one of the most. <laughs> he's one of the most successful creators on this side of the Atlantic Ocean, and his music is heard worldwide. And the list of artists trying to work with him can fill the sky dome. I'm happy to have Boy Wonder back on the Cabby Presents podcast. Welcome, sir. Thank you, thank you. Glad to be back. Yeah, man. I, and I know that. Uh, I know that. Guy, are you playing with toys? What is, what's going on back there? No, no. Sorry, this is a fork. <laughs> Do you have you sorry, eaten man. today? I, um, I'm trying to, man. I'm I'm battling the flu, but I don't have much of an appetite, so uh, I'm, I'm I'm trying to get some stuff in there. You might have to. You might have to hit a a juice place, a <clears throat> booster juice, or a Jamba juice, or something. Is there one close by to where you're at? Yeah, there's one like right across the street from me. Dude, go get like go get one of those super kale acai berry, friggin' <laughs> gorgi berry. I don't know what the new what the new like one hot, of them berries. Yeah, the new hot ingredient is it? I think it's kale, but I don't know if there's something that's since replaced kale as the item that everybody needs to be eating at the time because there's always one that's more fashionable than the others. No, I love kale. That's a great idea, actually. You do like kale? Yeah, no, I love it. Love it. Really? I make a lot of shakes and I throw a lot of kale in there. It gives me energy. Wait, you make your own? Oh, yeah. Wait, okay, so here's here's a question for you. (laughs) Shameless plug. I'm not even a part of it. (laughs) (laughs) How, How expensive is your blender? And the reason I ask is this. I have a friend, good friend of mine, he's an actor, bought a $600 blender. I was Jeez. like, guy, are you? What is wrong with you? He goes, oh, and he was trying to tell me all the all the great things about this particular bl- brand, blender, the brand, all that stuff. And I was mm-hmm. like, my man, I went to the mall, okay, and yep. I went to that store where like the as seen on TV store, and I bought mine for eighty bucks. So yeah, and it up. and it still works fairly well. Uh, so <laughs> where are you as far as in that in that uh, range? Uh, of blenders, are you like closer to the eighty dollar blender or six hundred dollar blender? Oh, my my blend game is very moderate. You know, like I, I don't feel like <laughs> I had to splurge on my blender like that. You know, I just got a, a little neutral bullet. I got it from the same place you got your blender from, right? And you know, it does its job. Like it it doesn't it doesn't it's not fancy. It's just it just does its job. You know, it does what it needs to do, and it's, I'm fine with the low prices. And you know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Guy, yeah, you don't need you don't need the Maserati. You don't need the Aston Martin of blenders nope. when a, a friggin' Toyota Prius can work well as well. Exactly. It takes you from point A to point B, just like what my blender does. <laughs> blend what I need to be blended. You know what I'm That's saying? right. I don't need anything else extra. Listen, <laughs> I want to I want to get to the hard questions first, okay? Yeah. Your thoughts on the movie Batman versus Superman? Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Okay. Let me put it like this. So, if you're a comic book, super comic book nerdy fan like me, you're going to be disappointed. But if you're just there to watch the movie for its action, it's very much watchable. Like you can watch it and it's it's a it's a good movie at that stance, you know, but me I'm a big comic book guy. I love DC, I love Marvel, and um, you know, there's just so much violation in that movie. Wow. Okay, before before I want before I want to get into the movie, you said you're both a DC fan and a Marvel fan. Do you find amongst your your comic book loving brethren that mm-hmm. there are two camps? Much like in sports, you're either for a long time you're a Kobe guy or you're a LeBron guy, you're a Messi mm-hmm. guy or Ronaldo guy, you're a Federer guy or Nadal guy. Yep. You were uh what's baseball doesn't really in, in football you're the Manning guy or a Brady guy. So in yep, that world yep. of comic book lovers, is there a divide between Marvel and DC? There's definitely a divide. Um I like both of them, but I'm more geared towards Marvel. I just feel like Marvel's um done a better job especially with the movies. You know, um, DC kind of messed up a few times. By a few, I mean a lot of times. So, um, no offense. Green Lantern. Is fa- Fantastic Four, were they DC or are they Marvel? No, Fantastic Four is Marvel. Okay, that so was that, garbage. That, yeah, that was, that was trash. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that um, Superman reboot in 2006 was terrible. The one yeah. with, uh, I don't even remember the guy who played Superman, Brandon something, with uh, Kevin Spacey as Lex Luthor, who was a great yeah. Lex Luthor, but that movie was, was doo-doo pie. Yeah, it was. Um, um, basically, the only thing they really had going for them was The Dark Knight, you know? Oh, so good. So, it was, it was really so good. good. But, man, they, they screwed up on this. And, I, and I'm not going at Ben Affleck because he did a good job as Batman. It's just a story. I've seen Bat- Batman kill, like, eight people in that movie. Batman doesn't kill anybody. Like, if you know Batman, he doesn't kill. His thing is he don't kill nobody. Really? You don't want to kill it. <laughs> You're telling me the, the the car scene, like none of those people died? When the, oh, when yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, spoiler alert for people who haven't seen it, because the movie's oh, only been sorry, out for like sorry. a week or so, or like 10 days. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. you're right. Yeah, yeah. But those were thugs, though. Like, those are like dudes that were part of that uh, that that militia, not militia, but that hired army that was, uh, I won't say well, who hired them, but, mm-hmm. so, but those were bad. That's interesting, because I don't think of, I can't think of, you know, even in uh, Bane, it wasn't even, it wasn't, it was um, Batgirl that killed Bane. Yep. And, yep, yep, oh, yep. wow. And then, yep. uh, huh. Did but, Bane even die in that movie? I don't think he died. God, he took a missile to the chest. Of course he died. From oh, a, yeah, you're right. <laughs> from, about, <laughs> from about like a pitcher's mound away. Like she just yeah. came in, just lit him up. Um, okay, so your your problem was more with the with the with the story of Superman versus Batman. Or Bat- is it Superman yeah. versus Batman or Batman versus Superman? Batman versus Superman, Superman versus Batman, Tomato Tomato. But like at the end of the day, like the movie was just had a bunch of like weird stuff in it, like that just didn't make sense. Like you know, like even the reason why they were fighting, the introduction of Doomsday, too early, man. But I think I'm a real comic book nerd, man. (laughs) But like, if if they well, I think you have to introduce Doomsday because you have to get to a Justice League movie. So Batman and Superman have to live in order to form the Justice League. No. Yeah, but they rushed it like like, and that's not even how Doomsday was created. Like or. Doomsday is not even created, like you know what I'm saying. So well, he comes from outer space or something, right? Yeah, yeah. He's just he's just going from planet to planet, destroying everything. And uh, apparently, in this movie, he was created by Lex Luthor. Who, I mean, the, the dude who's playing Lex Luthor was a good actor, but like that's not how Lex Luthor acts either. I was, that also bothered me. But it's but in the in the movie uh, and the the kid who plays Mark Zuckerberg, I can't. Oh, Jesse Eisenberg yes, is the actor. Yes, yes, that kid. But he's yeah, he's the son of Lex Luthor. Oh, this, so that's this, not actually Lex Luthor. No, no, he's the son because this takes place like forty years later, or not forty, but Batman's like all grown up. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So yeah, he's the son of Lex Luthor. So and, oh, I, and so that's not Lex Luthor. I no, no, but Lex he has his name, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so here's here uh, one, one more question. Do you think that I 
that the director, Zack Snyder, was more of a fan of Batman or Superman, him personally, based on what you saw on the screen, mm-hmm. like his own personal taste? To be honest, I'm not even sure, man. Like I was just confused half the time on, on what was going on. But um, I kind of think know. he was more of a Batman fan because yeah, I think it's definitely. more Batman's movie than it is Superman's movie. It is true. It's true. For those who haven't seen it, you know, Boy Wonder as a as a comic book uh, fan, uh, it doesn't really stay true to the source material. But as someone who's not, mm-hmm. I found it extreme, very, very entertaining. Mm-hmm. I was like. But for my 12 bucks or 16 bucks, I was like, yeah, I'm in. Like, the action sequences, I've seen, there are things in that movie I've, I've never seen before. And, you yeah, know, it was a good al- watch. Almost the, it, like, I think the best action was at the beginning of the movie when you're seeing Metropolis fall from mm-hmm. Batman's perspective. I was like, that is sick. Because you don't yeah. really see that very much in other movies because uh, movies are always like the next, the next edition or the next. Movies always, there's some time has passed and you're moving on or whatever. You rarely see, you rarely go back to the previous movie. Rarely, but mm-hmm. I thought mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. Yeah, so, no, that was cool. So, cool. Like I said, like I said, it, it, you can watch it, but like if you're real like into it like I am, then you're, gonna, you're just going to be upset. But like it's, a, it's a definitely a good movie to watch and with lots of action and whatnot. My, my whole thing is just the storyline. So, Boy Wonder, <laughs> as a uh, comic book guy... Mm-hmm. What movie? Okay, there's three comic book movies that are coming later in 2016. I want you to rank them, like put them on an Olympic podium as far as what you are most uh, looking forward to seeing. So, bronze first, silver, gold, and I'll give you the movies. Mm-hmm. There's Captain America: Civil Army. There's yep. X Men: Apocalypse, and then there's Suicide Squad. I'm gonna put Suicide Squad bronze. Okay. Uh, Captain America: Silver and X Men: Apocalypse gold. Really. Men oh, over yeah. Captain America. Yes. Wow. Yes. You know why? The last three X Men movies have been amazing. The first so class, first class. Uh, what was the last one called? The one. Uh, Days of Future and Past. Right. 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 And uh, yeah, those last two were the I honestly think were the best X Men movies they've ever made. What? No way. First, Fir- first class wasn't better than the first X Men. Oh, way better. What? The first X Men is. I think the first. I think it goes. Days of Future. I don't even know if Days of Future passes as good oh, as X Men Two. Up there, man. No, no, no. Yes, man. Days of Future. The, the two. Um. Well, how it goes is, I think um the company Marvel sold itself to Sony, and then I I feel like ever since they they work with Sony now, like the movies have just been better. Like even like Captain America, the new one was good, and like um, what's it called? Uh, the a first class and Days of the Future and Past, like. They're just better. Like it, it's, it, it just strikes me different. They're like different movies, you know. Like the first one was good. Like the very first one was good. Second one was really good. But like these, these ones are just like a new breed, man. Like it's, it's crazy. Actually, you know what? I think I think Days of Future Past is the best one. Best one because yeah. Magneto lifts up a friggin' football stadium or oh, a baseball stadium, lifts it off. The, I'm like, yo, this is insane. That, this was, guy, that was pretty sick. Yeah. That was pretty sick. Okay, so wow, because I. I, to, I'm more looking forward to, like, again, I have Suicide Squad as bronze, mm-hmm. but I flip-flop my gold and silver with Captain America Civil War is the one mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to the most. Because uh, I think since, I would say, Batman, uh, the, what, what was the moment with the Joker called? What was the actual title of that film? The, du- the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. Yeah. I think that's the best comic book movie ever. And yeah. I think I think then from there it goes, I think it goes, Captain America two, yeah, yeah. Captain and America then really and good. then X Men Days of Future Past. But I, I'd have to look at, I'd have to like look at the posters on a wall or something, and then make maybe like rearrange them, or whatever. But off the top of my head, those are the three uh, that. So I, so I'm really looking forward to Captain I, America. I was so I, surprised by Captain America two. Trust me, I also forgot to mention uh, Ant Man and um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Those are also like, right. Really good. You know what? And I and to be honest, I and Deadpool. And to be honest, I thought that all three of those movies are going to be crap. And I watched them, and I was like, okay, these these are good. Like, they're good movies. You know, they, they surprised me. Yeah, I think, I, I wonder, I think I was maybe more surprised by Guardians of the Galaxy than Deadpool. And those mm-hmm. both were, like, super dope, because, yeah, they, like, you don't realize how funny they are. And yep. then the action pieces are pretty good, too, but the humor and the yeah. acting is just great. And, like, the, I mean, <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, what, the, what, the, what was Vin Diesel? What was the, what was the tree called again? Oh, um, Groot. <laughs> yeah, Groot's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, and then Chris Pratt's like, I bet you're going to say Groot again. And he says, Groot. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was outstanding. Now, the raccoon was funny, too. He everything, was, yeah. Know, Batista was, it was hilarious in that as well. He takes everything literally. Yeah, that's right. That's like, right. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't let it go over your head. And he's like, nothing goes over my head. My, my lateral <laughs> movement. Is and he's just like, oh god. <laughs> I was like, yeah, the movie's funny. Man. It's a good Where, movie. Are you so? Do you for those tentpole comic book movies? Do you go to the theater? You're like, I have to experience this, whether oh, it's in D box or 3D or what have you. But do you, or do you just wait for them uh, to come out and you just watch them in the comfort of your home? No, nah, no, nah, I, I go to the movies, man. The movies are a different experience, you know. Um, it's just a when when you're getting it like with the the effects and the um, the sound, three D, the, the sound, and yeah, everything like it's an experience, you know. And That's one thing where I think um, even though people boo like movies, movies will never like go out of business because it's all about the experience, you know. That's true. And humans, we are um, we're creatures that we we like to gather in groups, like we. Mm-hmm. We go to concerts. We go see theater. We we get we get entertained in groups, even though yep. you know the uh, the advancements in technology with our phones and computers seems it connects us, but we're all isolated because we just have our hands, our heads, and our phones and our laptops or whatnot, iPads. Yep. We still like to gather in in uh, social groups to experience certain things. Um, quick question about uh, Suicide Squad: When yep. Will Smith was in Toronto shooting for six months, did you get to meet him? I didn't get to meet him. I was actually supposed to go to the studio with him. Um, his cousin, um, this uh, this guy named um, uh, C. Smith, uh, his cousin, K. Smith, actually, my bad. Um, his cousin um, wanted to get me in the studio with, with him, but it just never happened. I think he got, like, busy, and um, I got busy on one of the days, too. But I, I did see him at OVO Fest, though, but didn't get to meet him. So you were but, were you backstage when that... that- I guess kind of famous photo was taken with Drake, Kanye, and Will Smith. Yeah, I was there. I was there. Nice. Um, I got to, to to see that. That was pretty cool. How? What was the? Okay, I, actually, let me get back to this Will Smith thing. So you were going to sit in a session with Will Smith, and he was. Were you guys going to talk about music or actually try to late like record some music? I'm not sure. I think um, his, uh, it's either him. He wanted to hear some tracks. I'm not sure like what's going on. If he wants to dabble back into making me, I'm not even sure if I'm even supposed to talk about that, but well, uh, it didn't yeah, happen. It was just like, well, no, but he, yeah, okay, wait, wait. Just, I think he, his cousin was telling me, was telling him about uh, my music. And uh, I think maybe he just wanted to just hear some stuff. You know, sometimes people just want to hear music and, you know, see if it inspires them to do anything. So but, uh, Matt, like, there, but there's been, um, it's been, publicly released that uh kanye said he's going to produce some music for will and also will about a year ago uh jumped on like this latin dance track and i think he was in the music video too he did like a verse in the middle of the track and i can't remember the name of the group but it was about a year ago and it said it sounded all right it sounded like something you might hear in miami or whatever but it's i think it's known that he's what's that (laughs) yeah welcome to miami <laughs> Big Willie style. What a record. How if if someone reached out to you from and and I'm going to go these two artists, huge stars, totally different vibes. And and how would you approach making music for these particular artists? Mm-hmm. Bruno Mars and then wow. Adele. So wow. what what is the process? You get an email or a phone call and they're like uh hey this person's a huge fan of your work. Love what you did on Drake or Rihanna or Kanye or M. Like they're mm-hmm. a huge fan of yours. Yeah. Uh, how does that process now uh, move forward? Well, for those type of artists, I feel like um, to get the maximum product out of both of them, we'd probably just have to get in the studio together. Because Bruno looks like a vibe kind of guy. You know, I've never worked with him yet, um, but. He just looks like a guy, like, you just vibe something out in the studio and it'll come together. Um, same with Adele, too, you know? Or I don't know exactly her process and whatnot, but definitely would love to figure it out, you know? And um, those are definitely two people I'd, I'd, I want to work with in the future. So do you have to, when you're working with a new artist or actually, when, when, change that. When you're working with an artist 
of that ilk and that those types of resumes, mm-hmm. do you have to like do you have to um meet with them first and talk to them and kind of figure out the sound mm-hmm. or would you would all that be done in the studio and then you can sort of press some buttons and kind of figure it and then you know that sort of thing um it it depends it just depends on how they are really you know like i've i've some people they want to like sit down and talk first and then get in and like figure out like the ideas and where where you want to go with the music but um i think uh for like for certain artists like everybody works differently you know sometimes people just want you to send them music sometimes people want whole songs and um sometimes people want um just like just to get in and vibe out but I just think getting in and vibing out, regardless, is the best way to do it because you create a relationship at the same time as, like, the music's just better because everybody who's making it is in the same room and whatever needs to be adjusted can be adjusted on the spot rather than through email and whatnot. Right. Um, what happens when an artist can't, like, properly articulate themselves? Like, mm-hmm. mu- articulation in music I find is extremely difficult because we don't have the same vocabulary for the sounds, I guess, and like, and certain thing in the same way as food, like the foodies and the critics, they have a great um, vocabulary for explaining certain the like the, the temperatures and the textures, and you know, and and like people who are into wine can, oh yeah, you taste the oak, and then these strawberries from friggin' Scotland and. Italy or what, not strawberries, there's no strawberries and wine. I mean, a certain kind yeah. of grape. But you know what I'm saying. So what happens when the artist cannot fully articulate the sound or the style that they that they want? You see, that's um, when they can't do it, that's the the best way to do it is to actually be in the studio. So you could just try stuff out in whatever direction you go in. It's either a yes or no. You know, it's like, oh, do you like do you like this or like that nah i don't know i was thinking more you could adjust this change this whatnot you know and um whereas like i've I've had instances where i've sent music to like somebody and they're like oh, i like this but i want you to change this and this, this and i just don't get it like from i'm all the way across the other side of the, the country and um you know i just don't really know what they want me to do exactly like you know so it's better uh, to right. work in the studio with them yeah so would you say that uh what percentage of the time for the music output that you've created are you in the studio? Okay, say of like you've you've uh, done say ten songs. Of those ten songs, how many times do you think you you are in the studio for the t- those ten songs? The ten songs, maybe uh, maybe like uh, out of ten, maybe two, two. Most of the time, it's like the tracks are already ready, and or like it's like a full song. Like I did like. Um, I, I co-produced on a song called "Back to Sleep" for Chris Brown. That was a it, big record. Yeah, huge, Those huge drums, record. dude! It's like I feel sexier listening to that song. <laughs> yeah, so some Marvin Gaye kind oh, of. Oh like, man, cool, it was you know? smooth, dude! And then were there like four remixes? Sorry, I'll let you finish. Yeah. I'll let you continue. Yeah, no, no, like a whole lot, a whole lot of remixes. But um, basically, like that was a fully written song. It was actually written by um, a, a artist and writer from Toronto by the name of August Rigo. And he wrote that whole song and basically Chris has heard it and he's like, I love it. You know? And he just redid the whole song, you know? Oh, wow. So, okay. Wow. So that's, that's similar to, uh, uh, what, uh, Majid, Majid Jordan did with, um, hold on. Um, we're going, hold on. We're going for Drake song. Yeah. Didn't they, wasn't that already a song? And then Drake's like, yeah, I love this. And then he, he re-recorded the song. I'm not a hundred percent sure because I wasn't even like I wasn't there when that song was made. But, I think um, I think that's how that one went. But um, yeah. okay, but so when uh, the w- sorry, what was the dude's name from Toronto that wrote that song? August Rigo. August Rigo. Um, yeah. So then when the other artists jump on it, like, are you aware that like Zane from One Direction and who else? I think Usher's on it. There's a, there's a yep. few. I was actually I was actually in the studio with Usher while he was on. Um, doing his verse for that he was recording that in toronto during the all-star weekend uh yeah like it was like right it's like a week before all-star weekend he was here oh so sick. We, had, we had a day a day session it was, it was pretty dope nice now yeah. was um uh, were you do you run that session because you produced the song or how does that go um that one since the song's already done he just needed to just record his verse basically but we ended up doing um another song for for his album that's, that's, I don't, I'm not sure when it's coming out, but 
we did a dope record and yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty big. Do you know that you were going to do that extra, that other record or just like, was it just like, Hey, what else you like, what else you got in there? Oh no, we knew we were, we were, um, we had the intentions to do, um, a brand new record, but he had, we had to wait on something. So while he was waiting, we just recorded his verse for, for, um, back to sleep. That's sick. So, okay. Well, he had half of it recorded. He finished like the other half. Now, how much? How much do I know? You say artists are all different. How much do they lean on you for direction? I, I imagine there are some that are ext- like way on one side of the scale where they have they're mm-hmm. very uh, particular and they know their sound. Like, okay, yeah, I'm good there. And there's some that are a little bit more unsure and mm-hmm. might need a little bit of a push. Or is that okay? Or should I try this? They would. They need a little bit more. Um, Shaping or a little another opinion on on the work that they're doing. Yeah, um, a lot. It's it's like half and half. I feel like the more seasoned artists kind of know which direction they want to go in, and they kind of just need my help with the sound, you know, uh, uh, like on the production part of things. But like, um, there's certain people like I find with like the newer artists that I work with that like lean toward direction from me because like you know I've been doing this for a little while. I feel like I know what I'm doing, you know, uh, so. They um, ask me for direction, and you know, stuff always turns out pretty good. Do you think an X Factor Canada could work? Mm, possibly, but I just think that whole formula is just dead. Those yeah. those shows, the competition, the music competition shows. Yeah. So there's X Factor, obviously American Idol. Uh, mm. Some is it not America's Got Talent? What's the, what's the other big one? The Voice. Oh yeah, the Voice. Um... Those, I think, are the three big ones, The Voice, X Factor, and American Idol. It's just crazy because, like, you know, people people still do that, but, like, I don't care for anybody that comes from those shows. You know, like, you know, it's almost, like, forced a little bit. You know, me, I'm, I'm like, I don't really like to force anything. You know, everything's just natural to me, even, like, um, my selection of music. So I just don't want, like, my selection of music to be forced upon me, like, yeah, this guy won the show, so yeah, he's hot. Like you know, just buy his album or whatever. I just, I just want to hear the music. I just want it to hit me how it hits me. You know. What if, what if one of those artists, their music or the output does actually hit you? You're like, ah, right, this is actually pretty cool. This is pretty good. Well, shoot. Well, that that that'll be a first. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I've never really been like interested in any of those those like TV show winning artists like you know like i've never really vibed with any of their stuff because i just feel it's, it's all just plasticky i don't know no no offense to anybody but like i don't know you think it's too manufactured yeah basically that's fair that's fair i wonder i i, I don't know any artists that have come from those shows other than like a handful from american idol like i don't i don't yeah. really watch x factor or the voice although i think I think the voice is kind of a cool concept because you're just listening to the person, and they have obviously huge names as the judges yeah. that have been on that show, and like who have who have all kinds of respect in the music industry. So I do value their opinions. I just I just haven't seen, I haven't paid attention enough, I guess, but I haven't seen the result of yeah. someone being on that show. Like what's happened a year later, or yeah. eight months, six months later, or a year and a half later to see where they're at. Exactly. And you know, it's funny, a lot of the time, like the people who don't win are the people who like end up doing their own thing and, are, and end up being like dope. You know, like there's a lot of people that have been on those shows and, and haven't succeeded and went on to, um, I, I believe, um, wasn't a Lord was one of those people that went on. Was she? Show. I think, I think so. I'm, I'm, I might be confusing her or somebody else, but it was somebody like Lord or one of those artists that that were like on a show and they didn't even get selected and they ended up being like a huge artist. Anyway. Wow. Like you know? X factor, New Zealand or Australia where I think yeah, she's from yeah. New Zealand. I think I, and I, and I don't, I hope I'm, I hope I'm, what? I'm correct on that one. Cause I don't want to insult her. Cause I know uh, <laughs> Kiwis and Aussies are very they're They would be very insulted if you said oh, they're yeah, the of other. Course. Of course. <laughs> I, I might even be making a mistake with who it is too, but I just know it was like one of those artists. It was like a huge artist. How do people get music to you? And 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 if the music gets to you, how do you filter through like what you're actually going to spend some time listening to? You know, it's crazy. I actually have an email that I give everybody my email. I, I, I literally any, anybody who says they have music for me, I give them 
my email address, my music email address. What is it? So people, there's there's some, there might be some random person in Kentucky that hears this. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna send, <laughs> I'm gonna send this music to Boy you're Wonder. Gonna, you're gonna laugh really hard because um, it's like, and I made this email basically because I used to get hacked a lot. People used to try to fish songs out of my email and whatnot. Really? So email, yeah. So like, I used to get like. Dropbox invites from like Lee or Cohen, like come on, man, that guy's not sending me no Dropbox invites. Or like from like uh, <laughs> what's Homeboy's name from Epic Records? Uh, uh not Kevin Lyles. Um, Epic. Uh, that's Sony. Um, uh, the, uh, what's his the, name? The super, like the old school. The, um, oh my, yeah, uh, the old guy who name. like was like La Reed. La Reed. Oh, La Reed. Okay, sorry. Well, he's not. He's. A, I was thinking of uh, the older dude, Clive <laughs> Davis. That's who I was thinking oh, of. Clive, sorry, yeah, yeah. but he, that's not. I don't think that's even Sony. like. I would get like Dropbox invites from those people, and like I would, I just had to like make a new email because like it was like too much people trying to fish like Drake records out of my email, thinking I have any in there, and I don't. But um, yeah, my email is blah blah kakapupu at gmail, so it's b l a h b l a h k a k a p o o p o o at gmail. You're but you're you're not too guy. This is this is this is an April Fool's joke. This is an April Fool's joke. No, no, it's not. That's that's actually my email. Guy, you're an adult. <laughs> <laughs> you're a grown man. I know, right? But that is I'm a not... child at heart, though. <laughs> you are, but that's not real. But no, wonder, that's real. not real. It's a real email. And I actually sit there on days when I have nothing to do. I literally sit there and go through all the music. And I, I have a lot of music. Like, I'm backed up for, like, a few months of listening. But, like, there's a lot of music sent to that email, and I literally listen to everything. Wow. So are you hearing just tracks? Are you hearing people sing on tracks? Are you hearing dudes spit verses on tracks? What What are people sending you? Uh, people are sending me everything. Beats, tracks, acapellas, uh, like just like sounds, um, anything you could think of, man. People are sending to that, you know, uh, nudes. Uh, nice. <laughs> nice. I'm about, to, I'm about to send you some on my Snapchat, dude. I'm about to screen cap it and just... <laughs> <laughs> Send it over. I'm just kidding. I'm. You know, I was. Uh, every day I I go on Snap. I either go on Snapchat when I first wake up, mm-hmm. or before I go to bed as just like a way to just totally like my brain is already wiped, and it's just yep. like garbage. It's like junk food. Yeah. And I don't know if you how you if how you feel about this, but the filters when and it's always girls. It's oh, like the dog, the dog, or it's the oh, crying God, one, or something's exploding, or the changing faces. I'm like enough with the filters. And you need the, to get that dog filter out of here, man. Like it's just every single girl is using that. Man. I I hate the face changing one because I'm like it's not funny. It doesn't look <laughs> cool. Like it's not even like it doesn't even make me smirk. In fact, I just immediately. As soon as I see it, I immediately skip to the next one. Oh, man, and then sometimes it makes me resent you as a person if that's what you're putting out there. <laughs> you know what's funny? You know what's fun though? There's an app called Masquerade that's actually kind of like those filters, but it's way better. Like they have like a, it makes your face actually look like, like they have a Leonardo DiCaprio filter, and like you, it literally makes you look like Leonardo DiCaprio. It's actually kind of scary. What are you talking about? How can it make your face look like DiCaprio? I don't know how they do it, but like they fuse your face with Leonardo DiCaprio and like Barack Obama. And really? Dog. Yeah, man, and it's scary. Like you actually look like, like uh, you actually look like the person. Like it's, it's that crazy. is weird. I would I would just do other round face dudes because I'm I have that fat round face. So <laughs> like I would go like um, Jonah Hill. Uh, um, who else? I go Anthony Anderson. I think that's uh, Guillermo from uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Guillermo, <laughs> Guillermo would work well for me. I go Andy Richter from Conan if he's uh, if he if his face is available. Oh, those, yeah, he's funny. Those, yeah, he is funny. Those would be like that's that's more my or, or uh, homie from uh, SNL, uh, um, Keenan Keenan Thompson. Oh yes, yes. He's so good. Like all his, like Late. his Steve Harvey. His I wish he did more of the ooh wee that dude. I don't know what that what that character's name is, but <laughs> Wait, which character? You know when he was like Jason Sudeikis would be. He was like a he's like a preacher, and uh, and Jason Sudeikis would jump in and he would start doing the Running Man in an yeah. Adidas tracksuit, and while uh, Keenan Thompson's oh. like ooh. Oh, what's up with that? That's a what's up with that? What's up with that? Like that character, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, I remember that guy. Yeah, that dude. That dude's amazing. Okay, so you're you're on board that the the Snapchat filters they gotta go.
Well, you certainly yeah. the dog one, but I think all, the dog in general one has to go. Some some of them are some of them are cool. Like I wouldn't sit there and watch anybody's like stories with, with a bunch of like filters in it. But like some of them are cool to look at. But the dog one has to go. Everybody's ODing on that dog filter, man. I'm gonna <sighs> petition. This yeah, I had the rainbow, the crying. Oh man, I oh, just yeah, the rainbow one's annoying too. They are no. There's there's like there's like two girls that I follow on Snapchat that actually have cool snap stories. One girl is a foodie, mm-hmm. and she goes. Everywhere. I'm like, how can you afford? Like, what is your life like? Like, she's in, like, Portland, Seattle, uh, Austin, Texas, L.A., New York, like, all over the place. I'm like, who is who is funding this friggin' for 10-second videos that's apparently no revenue stream behind it? But whatever. Wow. Um, and another girl who I just um, I just like what she does uh, in her snaps. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got to go to – I have to actually so speak in like L.A. Like- I, Send me a, a little DM of those, uh, <laughs> those girl Snapchats. Let me go to bro code real quick. Mm-hmm. D'Angelo Russell. Oh, no. Oh, Nick no, Young, no. a.k.a. Swaggy P. They have That's... Apparently, they have this relationship where they prank each other. They record each other, much like Snapchat. Okay, mm-hmm. So they record each other, and then they play the video without each other knowing, and then they play the video back for them, and then they delete it. Like on Snapchat, when I'm out, a, a lot of people in Snap Stories don't realize they're being they're being recorded because yeah. people are just always on their phones. It just looks like they're on their phones, and then the person will be up, look up, like, "Are you taking a video?" And then it ends, or they'll start laughing, or they may not even know. So, you know, so obviously it, it came out that you know he recorded Swaggy P talking about some of his dirt, some about his his side pieces, which he may have embellished, mm-hmm. but either way. It got from D'Angelo Russell's phone to the public to some uh, some site called Damn Fa- D'Angelo. Mm, oh yeah! Instead of Damn Daniel, it's Damn <laughs> D'Angelo. Damn, back at it again with the snaps. Back at it again with the snitching. Oh, with the snitching. I don't, I don't, con- I don't condone that at all, man. Because it was too long. The recording was too long to be a prank, man. I don't know what he's doing, but it's pretty lame, man. It, it, that, that's a that's a tough one, and and I guess it's a Lakers thing though, because you know Kobe does, does that stuff. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey, hey! Pump those brakes over there. <laughs> there was my guy was was speaking to the police, where you should be able to speak in a. You're in a. I don't know. Well, actually, hey, everything you say to the police will eventually come out. So I don't even know why he thought he was. That was like a safe place for him to share that nugget all, about. All power to Kobe, man. They just made mistakes, you know, but. I don't know. That's a pretty pretty huge mistake, man. By D'Angelo, that one was pretty bad. Yeah, and uh, and and obviously we we can't condone Swaggy P if he's stepping on his lady. He's engaged. Like you gotta, you know. Obviously, that is more the egregious offense. If that stuff is true, mm-hmm. if he wasn't just making up stuff just to show that he's like a G and you know trying to uh, throw some game at the young buck. But here's yeah. my question. How far do your pranks with your friends go, or do you have that kind of crew where you guys mm-hmm. prank each other? Oh yeah, me and my crew prank each other all the time. But it stays, it stays like private. You know, like everything's private. I even have Snapchat. It's private Snapchat. I only have like a few people on it. You know, like I try to keep everything like as private as possible. I just, I just like things better that way. You know. Um, but yeah, me and my friends, we, we prank each other all the time. Is it? Do you guys do like? pranks with like food where you'll like mess with another dude's food or do you have pranks where you'll like mess like you'll do like slap boxing or whatever or someone will get you know either they'll step into their shoe and they'll be like water in their shoe or or when a man a dude is sleeping you'll tape him sleeping or you're drawing his face like what kind of pranks do you guys do oh yeah we all sorts of stuff like that's that's a good one but um the other day uh, me and my boy i was on the road um djing somewhere and uh, I think it was in Montreal. And me and my boy had rooms right next to each other, like connecting rooms. So um, when he went to, to he went to go shower, I just opened the door and he had like these like M and M's. You know the, um, the what do you call it? Like the the fridge that has all the the food in it. Yeah, the mini bar, the mini yeah, bar. The mini yeah, bar, the fridge. Yeah, yeah. Bar. So I basically took all his M and M's and I just crushed them and like I, I just trashed his whole room. Like, by the time he got out of the shower, his room was trashed and he was screaming at me like. We do, we do stuff like that. I, I crush the M&Ms. I put them everywhere. Like I know like the people at the hotel must be so mad at me, but, but you know, it was all in good fun, you know? And um, I was just getting him back for something he did to me. So. What did he do to you? 
Um, I was I fell asleep one time in my house. Yeah, uh, I have a group chat on iPhone with like a bunch of my friends. Okay, and I, I fell asleep and like I was like knocked out on the floor like really badly and kind of like, made a <laughs> meme out of it and put it in the group and it was like a circulating joke for about a week because my shirt was like all up and like my mouth was open. It was pretty bad. <laughs> so <laughs> I got him back though. That's a good one. I saw. Did you see the one that the um, that Andre Iguodala did on his teammate uh, Festus Azili oh, the other day? Yeah. Where he like so the, for the people who don't know the prank was um, that people he got everybody in the team to text him uh, to say that he got cut. So people yeah. were react. So all it seems like, yo, man, what's you, you know, you all right? Like, what happened? Oh, every dude on the team is messaging him, and he's getting him all at once. <laughs> so he was led to believe that he got cut from the Golden State Warriors, arguably the greatest team in the history of basketball, and he took it pretty well while he was riding in a lift uh, car yeah. or like, a, a, which is, I guess, another type of Uber. Which I don't, I've never used Lyft, but I've seen these videos with Lyft. Maybe it's bigger in the U.S. I'm not sure. Yeah, but, a friend from the U.S. told me about Lyft. It's like Uber, but I think it's like slightly cheaper or something like that. Oh, okay, but it was a pretty, it was a pretty good, uh, it was a pretty good prank because he was totally, he's like buying, he's like, man, I might have to become a Lyft driver, and then Iguodala he devastated though, man. I would, I would have been like devastated. I would have been like, I guess because he knows he's like a pretty good player, like he'd have probably got picked up immediately by somebody else. Maybe, but yeah, I guess it would be hard. <laughs> but maybe he was just in disbelief. He's like, this yeah. can't be happening. This can't yeah. be. I almost I like. Uh, go ahead. No, sorry. I said I like Festus's game though. He's it, good. Yeah, he is nice. I, I almost like. I almost wonder if if the D'Angelo Russell thing happened like a few days later. Be like, oh yeah, that's a good April Fool's Day joke. That's a oh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> whoever that would have been perfect. That, that would have been, been perfect because then no, because then nobody would have. He wouldn't have to do a press conference. He wouldn't. Have, D'Angelo Russell wouldn't have got booed by his home fans. He wouldn't have got isolated on the bus or in the the cafeteria. Lou Williams wouldn't have got up, you know, from ne- sitting next to him at a stall and <laughs> walked across the room. Oh, the, my God. There was a game. Zach Lowe was saying that. There was a game. I think the game that they got murked by Utah by, like, 50 points, that yep. Lou Williams, like, other players on the team passed it to him, but Lou Williams did not pass him the ball. They played together for, I think, six or eight minutes, and Lou mm-hmm. Williams had the ball in his hands for uh, quite a bit of that time, and he never yeah. passed it to D'Angelo Russell. And there was a time when Lou was, like, in... He was being double-teamed. He was, like, caught somewhere. And he, instead of throw, And D'Angelo Russell was, like, open. He threw it across the court to Kobe oh, Bryant. I think it went out of bounds. But and those those dudes, man, that, that bro code violation, those dudes took it seriously. No, nah, as they should, man. That's that's pretty terrible, man. Like I don't condone infidelity at all, you know, but like honestly, like personal business is personal business no matter what anybody's doing. He he violated that on all sorts of levels, man. Yeah, that's that's like, that's going to be a tough one to get over, but I imagine after the after the season's over, I'm sure they'll They'll, nah, they'll he be able to score forty every game. Man. <laughs> to make up for that. He needs to get the Lakers in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's got to. He, with ten games left, he somehow got to win forty games. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you're, you mentioned uh, you like Festus Azili's, uh game of the Golden State Warriors. When you're having sports conversations or arguments, mm-hmm. how? Where do they take place most often? Is it like via text in your you mentioned that group chat you have with your boys or oh, yeah. do you physic or is it like at a barber shop or like a sports bar? Where are these happening more most often for you? A lot of the time it's the group chat but like definitely like barbershops and just gatherings of any sort. It's always a basketball argument. And then nowadays the argument is the is the, the is Steph Curry going to be the greatest ever. Oh, that's it. He's got he's got to he's got to be this consistent for like four more seasons, maybe five more seasons. I think I think he could do it though, man. His game is not that physical, so you know That's he just true. shoots 40, 40 foot threes, <laughs> right? You know? Like and comfortably, like they don't ever seem like they're just he's just throwing them up. Like those are shots that he wants to take. Yep, yep. Which is insane, dude. Yeah, man, he's play, he's playing at another level, like, and he's playing a style of ball I've never seen before. Like, I think he can do it, but like. You also got to take in the fact that uh, Michael Jordan has a lot of, like, accolades, man. Like, he was, like, not only, like, an offensive player, but a defensive player as well. Yeah. You know, first team, all defense. He um, won a defensive MVP in 88. Yeah, it's nuts. And, like, a scoring title. That was at the same time. 
Uh, yeah, he know. won. He won. I, I believe he won defensive MVP and offensive MVP in the same season. That's that's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. You know, that, that's so. like I think like of the players playing right now, Kawhi Leonard could potentially do that. If I mean, oh, he's no, such he's a young dude and he's got so much talent, he could maybe. That's my guy. How's Kawhi your guy? That's my that's my guy, man. I've I've known Kawhi for a little bit. We what do you mean? Hang around with the same people in in LA. When I when I used to be out in LA a lot, and um, I seen him on All Star Weekend, we had a, a nice little talk, man. He's a good guy. Wait a second. How do I know he went to San Diego State, mm-hmm. aka Marshall Falk State? How yeah. do you guys even? How do your the, your two worlds merge? Um, I used to be managed by um, a, a group of guys called Fake Work Management, and um, basically they're good friends with um, a guy named Marvin that used to train Kawhi. So basically, um, anytime San Diego State used to have games, we used to drive up to San Diego State and watch the games. And um, wow, Kawhi was nasty, man. He's he's really good. The first game I've ever seen him play, I think he had twenty points and twenty rebounds in like what in college? Yeah, in college, he's he's like a beast. (laughs) That is legit beast work. Wow, crazy because he wasn't really like like that draft class. He wasn't like talked about a lot, but like when I seen him, and I was like. This guy's going to be an animal in the NBA. He just got to be on the right team, you know? Yeah, I believe that San Antonio traded up to draft him. I think there was a story yep. in Sports Illustrated. I think Lee Jenkins did it who who writes like the big profiles. He had that he had like a great LeBron story, but this one Kawhi Leonard story about him just he wants to be great and not famous. It's a it's a very good story for those who, who I, I seen that. I, uh, I read that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's excellent, but I I can't remember if San Antonio moved up, but you're right. He wasn't a he wasn't a heralded prospect, and mm-hmm. but for some reason, like the the brass, the executives at San Antonio, like that's the kind of guy that we want. And lo and behold, the dude is top three in basketball. Yeah, he's a beast. And I would, he, every every year he adds something to his game too. Like you know, like this year is a three ball, the three ball, the, yeah, 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 crossover. He, he has a little bit of a crossover now. You know, he has a little bit of handles, so. I mean, he's just a great player, man, and he works really hard. So that's like my kind of player. Like, if I would have, um, if you could play basketball, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Or, hey, man, try me, man. I I got a little jump shot on me, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Guy, my defense is so tight, I'd be in your jersey. That's that's. I'm one of those types. Like, I'm like Ron Artest. And, and like Dennis Rodman, like all over you. I believe you, man. Like you, you you pumped up. these past few years, man. Yeah, it just I just got fatter. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> hey, so uh, speaking of the barbershop, I was um, I had an argument, a legit real life argument with a guy about a month and a half ago, and he was so Team LeBron, and I was I'm a Team Kobe guy, so just by virtue of being a Team Kobe guy, I'm not a LeBron guy. But we're mm-hmm. arguing arguing between Steph Curry and LeBron, and this dude was like. When I asked him to give his uh, top five, he had Steph at like the four spot, and I was like, "Man, I was like, you literally have to leave this barber shop because I'm going to grab what? a liner and start like digging at your eyes. Like you have to leave <laughs> this barber shop." A young dude who's like, I don't know, and and I was like, "You're you're you're legit, you're legit crazy." So do you do they ever get heated with your? I guess via group chat, it's not the same because you're not in the room yeah. with the dudes. Because yeah. you just you kind of go back and forth via text, but has has do you remember an argument where you were like you got heated or when the thing got heated? Yeah, yeah, um, things get heated all the time, man. Especially with that that Steph Curry argument. Um, but you can't deny the fact he's like the the, the greatest basketball player on the planet right now. Like, oh right yeah, now. yeah, that's undeniable. Yeah, but this kid was like, no, it's LeBron, and was trying to talk about what he did in the finals. The I previous- even I put I even put KD over LeBron to be honest. What do you mean? I would I would rather I would take KD over LeBron. Cuz I'll take KD. Because he cuz just a few like a few games ago he ran coast to coast, did a move on DeMar at the three-point line and just crushed it on Toronto's entire soul. Oh man, I full, didn't see that, man. full sprint. My guy did one in and out, it was either in and out or or across and then just like nobody was there and just murdered the rim. I think people have just forgot about KD and like not like they 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 don't like they're not paying attention, but KD is still a beast. Like, just because like there's all this like Steph hype and, and stuff like that, but like, I mean, like he, I he, I think he deserves it. His hype, he deserves it 100. percent But like, 
people forget about KD, man, and how great of a scorer he is, man. Well, because I think because Russell is more exciting, maybe, and Russell, like Russell, the way he dunks in basketball is almost like the rim cheated on him, and he's yeah, like getting, and he's like problem. paying the rim back. <laughs> yeah, Russell's a beast, man. That guy is is, is a beast. I don't know like, how he doesn't have a broken like every year. He doesn't break his wrist because it's like it's so hard the way he dunks. Yeah, I mean that guy's a cyborg. Like he's only been injured once, ever. Oh, that's true. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's but crazy. It's, but it's I think it's is it, oh yeah no it's KD has the foot. He's had multiple foot surgeries. Yeah, Russ mm-hmm. was it Russ's knee? I feel yeah, like because a uh, guy, uh, Patrick Beverly, like t- like rammed into his knee, like with his head or something like that. So like, you're he'd have to get injured from that. Yeah, that's 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 such a well, freak occurrence that, too. They said Russell Westbrook has never been injured ever in his career, like not high school, college, anything. That's crazy. Every game. That's crazy, and he's so fast, and he can like he's so athletic. I would, I would, I would put him in the conversation with like NFL dudes like Cam Newton. Speaking of Steph, I during the All Star Weekend, I asked Steph about Summer '16, mm-hmm. the song that you produced for Drake. Yeah, yeah. which. As a total side note, like Drake is such a boss, and and you're part of this too because you made the beat that yeah. my guy dropped a summer jam in January, and it Crazy. will still rock from June to August. Oh yeah, or May to August. Like who does that? Drake, man, he can't be stopped, man. <laughs> it's, it's such like people try to deny the fact, like deny. I, I hear so much Drake arguments, man, but he's literally the greatest of this generation like he's he can't be touched he's a he's a just a absolute boss um so i asked steph i was like um i said when drake says um and i'm what is it the line is i'm there with all my day ones you know chubbs he like draymond so i was like when when you hear that how do you interpret that and he said because that just means that we're going to hear the song a lot because Draymond loves the song. He's like, I made it. I'm like, my first NBA All-Star game, and I got mentioned in a Drake record. I made it. So uh, he loves it, which is very funny. And then I said, when, uh, and then I asked him, when Drake says Golden State running a practice uh, at my house, I'm like, what, is, what does that mean? And then he told the story about playing basketball at Drake's house against his brother-in-law, and he goes, mm-hmm. oh, I put in, I, I gave him so much work that day. And I was like, who? Like, was Drake playing or just the brother-in-law? Because just the brother-in-law. Uh, and he said, Drake and his crew were there, but that's what the the two references uh, meant. Um, oh, oh Golden State running practice at my house? Yeah, so Steph was actually there at the, well, I call the OVO Mansion. I don't know what the actual name of the place is. I just know it's in Calabasas only because Drake says it in, our, in a record. But he yeah. was actually there at his place playing basketball. Uh, I believe it. Where, where have you ever been? Have you played basketball there? And have you ever seen? Have you seen Steph? Were you there that day? I wasn't there that day when um, Steph was there, but I have played basketball at the Yolo Mansion against Seth. Actually, Steph's brother. He came through one time, and uh, it was just me and like a couple of my producers, and and um, because I'm cool with uh, Steph's uh, uh, what's it called uh, brother-in-law as well, his name's Jazz. And uh, oh, okay. he just came through one day, and he brought Seth, and he kind of just came and crushed everybody. Oh, so you got that work, too? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah I mean, he's, he's a professional basketball player, and he's a Curry. This so. is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in in his DNA, he should be able to, to uh, beat, you know, just the average baller. or walk into, yeah. He should be able to walk into any YMCA in the country and yep. be able to score 30 Straight in, up, a, in a pickup game. The limitless range runs in the family. Oh, I can imagine. I can imagine. Hey, when you see um, parody videos of uh, Rihanna's uh, song "Work," um, do they make do they make you laugh, or how do you how do you process oh those God. when you or when they I, get? I'm sure they get sent to you all the time. You just get a text message in, just with a link, and you open it and you start. How do you process that? I listen. I, I seen one that was so funny the other day. It was. Um, this, it was a white girl, and she was singing it, but, like, she, her patois was all... Because, you know, it's like, that song has a blend of, like, patois in it. Yeah. You know, so it was just so off. It was so funny, man. <laughs> I think I have to send you that. I'm going to send you that link. Please do. The only one that I've seen is from um, uh, a group called the Keys Key of Awesome or Keys of Awesome, and it's like... And uh, it was uh, two black two black performers, and... Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was really... It was really strong at the beginning. Yeah, it had, like... 
I don't know how much they paid to redo the video, but it looked like, it looked like they were at the real jerk, and they recreated it there at wherever that real jerk was here oh, in the wow. city. Were you I in that video? That. Were you there? Did you show up that day? I, I, I was at the shoot. Um, I, I went to the shoot. To, um, me and my daughter actually went. Uh, I, I didn't have her there for too long because I didn't know what kind of video that was going to be. So <laughs> I, I, I wasn't trying. I wasn't trying to. I kind of had her head turned most of the time, but I just wanted her to go. And, uh, she got to meet Rihanna. It was pretty cool. It was, it was nice. Uh, she that, got to meet Rihanna. Rihanna gave her some beads and. Um, oh, nice. Was that was that record a situation where you sent her music or sent her camp music or were you actually in the studio to record with her? No, I wasn't there in the studio. I actually sent the record to Party Next Door and he was working with her. Oh, he was working with her at um, at a studio somewhere, I don't know, a house or studio somewhere, and they ended up just cutting it together. Really? Yeah. But is he like where is he actually on the record? Party? No, he's not on the record, but he wrote it. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Got it, got it, yeah, got it, got it. Well, I mean, my guy, why is he trying to? Why is he trying to crush Kyrie Irving's life? <laughs> man, I don't know what happened with that. Man. Why is he I'm, trying I'm, to? I'm just gonna <laughs> stay far out of that one. Though. Like, why are you trying to murder someone's heart? I so, like, I, I, all I've heard was, and what's what's the artist? What's the young lady's name? Kalani. Kalani. So, this is what I heard. He was dating Kalani. Previously, mm-hmm. they split up, and then Kalani and Kyrie Irving, they formed a relationship, and they're very tight. Kyrie was very public about their relationship and all that mm-hmm. sort of thing, and then they had a split, and she went back into the arms of Party Next Door, and he took a picture of, of them together in bed and put it out, and then that has caused a very... Uh, then she's not now. Now she's not in a great place. As wh- whether it's a result of that, or whether it's a, zo- a result of other things in her life, because she, uh-huh. she put that put that photo up of her in the hospital. She's like, I, I wanted to leave the earth yesterday. It's like, oh man, like that's a big time cry for help. And yeah, I, yeah. I didn't I didn't mean for this to uh, take this kind of a turn in the conversation, but um, but it's still like you're you're you just put a, you just put a you know like uh, we mentioned Bane earlier and and yeah. Batgirl came up on the motorcycle with the rocket launcher yeah. party next door just rocket launched Kyrie Irving's heart. <laughs> Man, like I don't know the full story. I'm pretty sure there's like some sort of like little twist that like the public doesn't know about. Like I- I'm pretty sure like the story is not entirely what people think it is. You're right. But, man, yeah. um, just uh, you know, uh, I hope Kalani's all right and Kyrie. Me too. Kyrie's Me good. too. Kyrie will rebound, but hopefully, obviously, we are, are we our thoughts are with uh, Kalani. Hopefully, she can get through this tough time. Um, yeah, Give me your okay. Uh, in closing, give me the email address once again for people that want to submit music to you, uh, and they have to understand that you're backed up by two or three months, uh, so you may not you may not be able to listen to it right away. But please give the people that email address once again. You, you just want me to say it again? Yeah, because you're a grown man, and now say that. Are you sure your daughter you know didn't invent this email address? Pardon? I'm wondering if your daughter created this email address. No, unfortunately, she didn't. Man, it was all me. It was all my idea. Um, but the email address is B-L-A-H, B-L-A-H-K-A-K-A-P-O-O-P-O-O at Gmail, which is blah, blah, caca, poo at Gmail. And this is an actual email, and I actually <laughs> check it. So anybody who wants to send music, I do listen. <laughs> and please just send music. Don't send, yeah. do not send the dog friggin' filter from Snapchat no, no, and I'm, I'm sick of that. the rainbow or the big eyes or explosions. Mm-hmm. We don't need any of that stuff. Okay. Um, and on, yo, uh, is your Instagram at Boy Wonder? Yeah, at B-O-I-1-D-A. Yeah, guy, you have six posts. Like, what's going on here? I only put up six posts. I put six, six at a time, you know, like, I, and I switch it up. So you delete you know. the previous six and put new six? Yep. Guy, why do you do that? I just think it's uh, you know, it's a lot easier to process than like having to have people scroll down forever and look at all my pictures, you know? And, That's uh, interesting. I prefer it like that anyways. It's like it's, it's just it's just easy to look at, you know? Yeah, like that's six pictures that I want you to see that time and that's it. Yeah, cuz I, I I when I looked at it I was like this can't be the right account cuz I've never seen that before. Like six posts. I'm like what ha- what's happening here? But now I know the the reason behind it. I think it's quite clever. Yeah, yeah, no, I keep it low. Like, it's just easy. It's an easy page to look at, you know? Uh, are you still uh, are you still updating boywonder.com? 
Net, no. Oh, is it boywonder.net or boywonder.com? Yeah, now it's boywonder.com. Yep. You got dot com. Yep. Um, definitely, there's going to be a lot of new content and like, yes. a lot of new stuff with uh, me. You know, before I wasn't really ready to do the camera stuff, and but now, you know, there's a lot of stuff that we're about to do with a lot of content and um, a lot of videos with me. Sick. So. Sick, sick, sick. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, last thing, I asked this once of Carmelo Anthony. I said, because you're you and because you're in New York and you have such a high profile, you have so many friends, do you get music before the rest of us? And he said, yeah. And he started smiling. And I, this is during the All-Star Weekend. I'm like, did you get a... Did you get music from someone who's the unofficial mayor of the city? And he started laughing. But in your, in your case, do you get full albums sent to you before we as the public hear it? Oh, definitely. I, I definitely have a certain album that a lot of people want to hear right now. Oh, my gosh. Views. <laughs> it's pretty fire, but that's all I'm going to say. That's all, that, that's, that's all you would ever say, and that's all you can say. <laughs> yep. Uh, boy wonder this is a pleasure as always I, I love having these conversations I hope that um, the the comic book movies that come out in 2016 are to your satisfaction Suicide Squad Captain America yes. and X-Men Apocalypse which you're looking forward to the most can't wait can't wait and I, and I look forward to seeing you again my brother yes likewise Kevin thank you for having me on the show you got it man I'll talk to you soon and get better please I will I will thank you for listening to Boy Wanda on the Subway Fresh Take Hotline. This was Cabbie Presents, the podcast.